Because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join me on an exploration of consciousness, dimensions of awareness, all our states of being, everything that goes on in our interior world. We have this inner life, just as much, probably more so, than we have an outer life of all the things that we do in the world. It's going on all the time, even when we sleep, our inner life is very active. Now, much of the time, we don't know what it's up to, right? It's been said that we only use 15% of our brains. It's also been said that we use 100% of our brains all the time. We're just not quite aware of what the other 85% is up to, okay? And that's one of the goals of the inner life and living the inner life. This podcast, everything that I'm doing regarding consciousness and psychology and philosophy is to get in tune with that infinite within, this larger part of ourselves. There's more to it than I think we realize. Now, a lot of it we don't want to look at, which is why we come up with all kinds of avoidance tactics and distractions, things to keep us busy, even an altruistic cause to be involved with, can also be used as an avoidance tactic to not look at ourselves. You know, some people say, oh, I don't want to go there. Oh, that's too deep. Well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do it. Sorry, not sorry, because <laughs> that's where it is. That's where the good stuff is. So if you want to mine for precious minerals or gold or something like that, usually you have to dig down deep. You have to cut through rock. It's very difficult. But once you get down there, you can extract that which is valuable. So a lot of our gold is hidden within. All right. And like an alchemist who would change lead into gold, that's what we need to do. This inner alchemy, taking our base emotions, fears, dark parts of ourselves, and to refine them, to enlighten them, to burn off the dross and all the things that we don't need anymore. And we can recover and uncover and refine this greater part of ourselves, our greater nature, what Carl Jung called the self with a capital S. That's the spiritual, the transcendent, the transpersonal self. Not the selfish, small S self, but this larger S self. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode is self-care, but enlightened self-care. Now, that's a term that gets used a lot. Oh, I'm just, I'm doing some self-care right now. I'll be back when I'm done. That's great, and it sounds great. And for the most part, it's either beneficial or harmless. I know some people, though, use it as an excuse to go shopping or to stay in their pajamas all day, and that's fine, too. You can pamper yourself if you have time and you're not shirking any other pressing responsibilities. Great. We should all take care of ourselves that way. Even in small indulgences, I don't find any of that wrong if done in the right way. But an enlightened self-care is one that, yes, takes care of ourselves, but does so in a way that makes us better. Not just enough to relax or to relieve some of the pressure. We do need that. But we need 
to make ourselves better, stronger, more efficient, more effective. So any kind of personal development that you do, especially on the soul and the level of the psyche, can improve your life. And not only that, it can improve the lives of others. So that's what this enlightened self-interest or self-interest rightly understood, as it's been called, that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I guess that's a little bit backwards because that's saying what's good for this other person is good for me. It is good to give. It is good to share. And yes, sometimes doing something for somebody else can actually be better for you, even if it's not your job to do that or your responsibility. Okay, there's a lot of acts of kindness that we can commit (laughs) uh, that nobody ever knows about. They will be thankless. They may not even be recognized. Even if they are, they may even be criticized. But doing things, if your street corner always has garbage on it, people throw things out their window when they drive by, and it's not your trash, maybe go pick it up anyway. Okay? That's going to be better for your neighborhood, the people that come by, and it's going to be better for you because you won't have to look at it. Even if you have to do something that's not really your responsibility, but isn't it though? Isn't it up to all of us to pitch in and help out instead of waiting for somebody else to do it? Well, I didn't create that mess. Why should I clean it up? Maybe there are things we can do, whether it's something like trash on the road or maybe the trash talk that comes out of our mouths. Maybe we can clean some of that up too. It makes it better for everybody. All right. But what about the things we do for ourselves? Okay. Yes, we can do some retail therapy. Yes, we can snack and we can chill and watch TV and do all that. That's really, really good. But you can go further, all right? If you really want to relax, if you really want to unwind and de-stress, meditation, calming breathing techniques, reading, listening to maybe instrumental music uh, that's not too busy, can be relaxing. Even there's sound uh, sound generators now, like a white noise or pink noise, uh, rainfall or sounds of nature can be relaxing. Now, it may seem counterintuitive, especially when we're so busy with everything. Well, I don't have time to slow down. Oh, geez, meditate 15 minutes a day. You're kidding me. Where am I going to find that? Well, my challenge to you is find it. I'm sure you can. Even if it's five minutes here, five minutes there. Without having to sacrifice anything or take time that you would normally spend helping another person or making a living or just taking care of your daily responsibilities. Take a little extra time or cut out a little bit of something else so you can carve out this space and time for yourself to read, meditate, close your eyes, and just unwind. And that's really hard to do sometimes. We have all this momentum of going and going and going. But self-care is important, especially enlightened self-care. Now, some of us don't take care of ourselves very well in any way, or at least in several ways. And ironically, some of the people who take the least care of themselves are the people that take the most care of other people. Now, that's such a great thing to be a caregiver, somebody who's compassionate, 
selfless, takes time out for other people. Maybe you have to. Maybe you have a child living with you that needs a little extra care, or any kid does, or you have a parent maybe living with you, or both, and you're squeezed, and you have so many things to do. All the more reason to have a little bit of time for self-care. Now, you, if you work at home, a lot of people do, you can blend and somehow really make mushy the line between work and your home life. It can bounce back and forth. The phone rings, somebody comes to the door. Uh, well, then you have a Zoom call and you have to get back to that in your home office. What you can do is try to pencil things in or actually pen them in, all right, in your scheduling software or in your calendar or on your to-do list. Schedule that time. Make it as important as a call with a client this 10 or 15 minutes. Make sure you're marked unavailable on the notifications if you're on Slack or some kind of networking uh, productivity program, especially working in a team. Or I guess maybe when office hours are over. But make sure that that is time spent. It is time allocated. Okay? You have to make the time. Well, I know, but I was going to do this with my girlfriend or I was going to go here. Tell them. Say, yes, I'm going to go out with the guys. We're going to hang out. We're going to have fun. Uh, but you know what? I could be back by 10.15. Oh, really? Why? Well, maybe none of your business. But between 10.15 and 10.30, that's when I have that little window where I can spend some time working on myself, mostly doing nothing, and that can be very hard to do, but taking care in a very enlightened, self-interest kind of way. It's scheduled, okay? You're booked. Book yourself. Make yourself unavailable for anyone or anything else. Seems selfish? Perhaps. But it's the right kind of selfishness we're after because that's going to help everything. It's going to help everyone because you are going to be recharged, connected back with source, and you're going to be able to be more effective, more efficient, and more at ease in your day-to-day -day life. And that makes everything easier. Think of the opposite. What if you're stressed and tired? Stressed and tired, a lot of us are. There are a lot of things to do. We have a lot of responsibilities, things pulling us, a lot of different directions. There are innumerable news stories and things happening in the world that can be frustrating. They can make you feel powerless and angry. And all that does is wear down on your energy field. What you want to do is act, boost this energy field. You want to cut out some of these things that are draining. And yes, maybe it's people. And if you don't feel like cutting things out completely, just cut off a little piece of it. All right, the 15 minutes. Or if you're talking with somebody on the phone, say, hey, I got to go now. I got, sorry, I've got something to do. Love talking to you. This is great. Got somewhere to be. I'll call you back tomorrow. And then take that time for yourself. We can be so busy that we have this momentum going that there's a term more makes more, that the more you do of something, um, the more you're going to get out of it. More creates more. Well, if you have more stress and more busyness in your life, 
A lot of times we can start looking for that unconsciously, of course, elsewhere. You're always doing something. Well, I got to do this. Well, I got to do that. Well, there's this thing over there. And it's like, no, maybe you don't have to do all that. But you get in that mode where you're constantly going, constantly doing, and it's all out there. And most of it seems justified, but it's just as important. And sometimes it's more important to have that time and that space for yourself, with yourself, in your inner life. So instead of being stressed and tired all the time, if you can rest, and sometimes sleep isn't the best rest. You can have a very restless sleep. I know a lot of people who don't sleep very well, or very long, or both. It's because you go to bed stressed. You go to bed so tired, or so busy in your mind, you can't turn it off. And then the minute a noise goes off in the morning, even before the alarm clock, the mind starts up again because now you're awake. Oh my gosh, I got 50,000 things I have to do today. And what about this? And what about that? And what might happen tomorrow? And why didn't this happen yesterday? All these things creep in. It can happen very, very quickly. And you start your day out that way. And it just cascades, snowballs, more makes more. And you're going to be tired at the end of this day. So you have to break the pattern. You have to break this momentum. And it's hard to let go, especially if a lot of people are counting on you, especially if you have a lot of responsibilities and feeling like you can't keep up with them, if you can't meet the demands that either you or other people have placed on yourself. Okay, I can't stop. I don't have time to take a break. I have to do this. And it sounds like you're being mm, altruistic or maybe even a martyr, but you don't martyr yourself for a, your own cause, okay? You want to help yourself <laughs> with your own cause, okay? And there's nothing selfish about that. A lot of people that are selfless, that are caring and giving, wouldn't dream of giving something to themselves, whether it's their time or their energy or anything like that. If that's you. I want you to know, yes, you can take time for yourself. It's not selfish. And even if it is, well, too bad. You're needed. You're needed to take care of yourself. And that's not to say you just want to preserve the way things are going or trying to keep up. You want to take a break. You want to interrupt this process and put that in your schedule. If you're going to watch a TV show, if you're going to have a, like I said, a Zoom call or something with a client, you're going to mark that down. You have a commitment, and most of the time, you're probably going to meet that commitment. But do we do that with ourselves? Can we consider ourselves as a client? Oh, I can't do that at 8.30. I've got meditation time with Chris, with me. All right? Take it that seriously, as these other things that, well, I have to do that. Well, I had to show up. Well, I have to pick up the kids from school. Well, I have to take care of my mother who's sick. You know, you have to do all these things if you're in that position, and you do. We all do. We all have things that we have to do. We also have to take care of ourselves in a very loving, compassionate kind of way. You know, it's that important. Now, 
this is something I guess discipline would have to be a factor. All right. Well, I'm just not disciplined to work out or to eat right. I'm always on the go. You have to be a disciple of your own well-being. Okay. That means that you're interested in it, that you're dedicated to that. Even if it's one small part of your day, okay, you sleep for hours, you're up for 16, 8, 9, 10, 12 of those hours are busy doing things, three or four other hours are uh, probably booked as well, and maybe there's only 15 minutes at the end of the day, or maybe five minutes in the morning, where you have that time to yourself, for yourself, to do something or do nothing if you can, and honor who you are, honor your spirit, replenish your soul, whatever you need to go to fill up the well again. You know, if you're constantly pouring out all this effort and work and responsibility and tasks and commitments, at some point, the well's going to run dry and you're going to crash. Because if you don't take care of things, especially yourself, the universe will intervene. Okay? There will be divine, if you want to call it, intercession. People who go and go and go and don't rest and take care of themselves will often at some point get sick because you have to. There's only so much stress and so much lack of sleep you can manage without your body going, hey, I can't take this. And then you'll get sick. And then you're forced to be bedridden for two or three days. And guess what happens? You relax. You get away from it all. You're forced into this. Don't push that, (laughs) okay? Get to it before that happens. It's like a relief valve or a pressure valve. The whole thing will collapse or blow up if you don't. But if you can, every day, if you can, take some time. doesn't have to be much. And again, more makes more. The more you do of this, the more you're going to be able to do more of this. It'll become part of your day. You will be more surprised when you don't do it (laughs) than when you do it. Starting out, it's going to be a new habit, but it will be created and it will be the new way of doing things to where you almost don't even think about it. Well, of course you do that. Then you find a way if you're on vacation, you're doing business travel, or you have guests staying at your house. Then you sneak out and... Go in your car and listen to a meditation tape for 10 minutes. Tell people you're going to the store and get some milk and you're 10 minutes late coming back and say, well, gosh, traffic was terrible. No, (laughs) you took some time for yourself. You don't have to tell anybody. You know, you can make it private if you want. This is really the time for you, for you to recharge, replenish, just to interrupt, just to let go, especially if you can do it at the end of the day. All right. Because then you're set up for sleep. Turn it over. Let the world turn without you. The stars and the moons and everything else in the universe and the oceans and the tides, they're all going to function without you. Even if during the day you're so busy with so many things being pulled in so many directions, it seems like the whole universe will collapse if you're not running the show. But that's not exactly true and you know that. So if you can turn it off by at the end of the day, then you're going to be able to have a much more restful sleep 
and be more recharged in the morning. Okay, so how do you do that? What are some of the things that you can do to bring on this relaxed state? And one of the greatest things you can do is just to turn it over. There's an author that I like, uh, Emmett Fox. Uh, he had he was known for little teeny short books, five, six pages, little pamphlets, uh, even his sermons and his speaking engagements, all his talks were very, very short, but they were to the point, and it was something that you could really latch on to. And one of his concepts was the golden key, is that you imagine a golden key in between you and whatever the problem is, or even if it's your goal that you're having trouble attaining, or if it's a troubled person in your life, or if it's a child who is suffering from something or won't listen You try everything that you can, and then at some point, you surrender, you stop and say, okay, bang, I'm going to put this golden key over this, in between me and this thing. And what the golden key is supposed to represent is something greater, that greater part of yourself, or the greater part of the universe out there, or God, or your higher angels, your higher power can come in. But it's not entirely you, you know, it's... Especially when we, the more responsibilities we have, the more self-important we can become. And yes, it's true. There are families that would not be held together were it not for one person really doing the lion's share of the work and suffering as a consequence from that. Okay? That is true. But it's not 100% true all the time. At some point, you have to turn it over and say, this is the best I have done today. I did all that I can, because that's all you can do. You can't do more than you can. You can do less than you can, of course. We've all experienced that. But you can't do any more, especially if you're trying to solve something. A lot of times when you try harder and harder, especially as the hours get longer, it becomes diminishing returns. It actually gets worse and worse and worse. Better to step away from it, turn the computer off, Put the pen down if you're trying to write something in your second chapter of your novel that's not coming together, or your schoolwork, or whatever it is that's going on that needs to be solved. Let it go. Take yourself off the books, okay? You're booked. You are not allowed to touch (laughs) this whatever it is that's so important, okay? may seem counterintuitive, but it's something that you have to do. And you will find much of the time that when you do let go of something, the answer will come. Okay, you try as much as you can, but only as much as you can. Let it go, surrender, turn it over. Throw a golden key in between you and this thing, whatever it is, in between you and yourself. Well, I can't just seem to relax. I can't turn my mind off then focus on a golden key, any size, any shape, any anything that you want, but pick one and focus on that for five minutes instead of the person or the problem or the thing at work or anything else that's going on in your life. Okay? Sounds a little weird, but it actually works. Believe me, I don't share anything here that I haven't tried and I haven't found something useful out of it. I just have to remember to do that. So this is my reminder for you 
to turn it over, turn it off, step away from your life and everything in it, including yourself. All right. At the end of the day, if you can, so you can set up yourself for a great night's sleep where you'll start the next day relaxed and ready to face it in a more self-enlightened kind of way. All right. Well, thank you and take care of yourself and take care of yourself in the best way possible because we need the best part of you possible to help out everyone else, including me, in this world. We'll see you next time here on Living the Inner Life. <laughs>